Hi, you're listening to The Booth Review. I'm Jessica Fox. And I'm Cassandra Egan. We're here to bring you into our recording booth to give you weekly reports on the happenings in and around the NFL. We'll comment on each week's games and bring you our take on fantasy football's studs and duds. This week, we'll give you the breakdown on preseason updates from week two and our fantasy football focus for today's episode, those flashy guys from the backfield, the running backs. The running back position is definitely one of my favorites. My running backs carried my fantasy football team last year, and I'm hoping they'll do it again this year. Yeah, running backs have to be the most fun players to watch on the field. They literally break through a wall of 300-pound linemen to try and make things happen. Have you ever tried to break through a wall of 300-pound linemen? I'm guessing probably not. That's one of the many reasons why we love football. Crazy, unexpected things happen that make you jump off the couch and start yelling at the TV as if the players can actually hear you. Well, I mean, Cassandra, you know they, they can actually hear you. I mean, at least they can hear me. The Chargers only do better when I'm off of the couch and shouting. Well, let's just move on. This week in football news, Brian Hoyer was named starting quarterback for the Texans. Hoyer and Ryan Mallett have been fighting for the leading spot, and Texans went with short-term consistency in order to have immediate results. He's gone 9 for 15 for 119 yards overall so far this preseason, but many argue that Mallett is more skilled but needs more time to develop his game. I mean, the Texans already have J.J. Watt and Vince Wilfork to bring a lot on defense, so hopefully the decision helps the Texans toward a better offensive season. Yeah, and another story that broke this week on a team trying to improve their offense. The Patriots signed Reggie Wayne uh, for a one-year deal. Seems like it's a pretty good move, especially since they're wanting to ensure healthy players can stay on the field for New England. Julian Edelman has been out for weeks. Brandon LaFell is unable to perform because of that foot injury, and two of the Patriots' wide receiver backups are also injured. So this deal couldn't have come at a better time. Let's just hope that Reggie can perform and do some good things for New England this season. Another big story this week has been the Sam Bradford versus Terrell Suggs controversy. The controversy came about when Sam Bradford, the starting quarterback for the Eagles, took a nasty late hit from Terrell Suggs from the Ravens coming across his knees which we know are his weak point after two consecutive ACL injuries. Suggs was penalized for the hit, a 15-yard personal foul, but the reason why there's such a huge controversy is because the hit could be legal or illegal, depending on the type of offensive play the Eagles were running. So Suggs justified his late hit by claiming that he read the play as a read option, which is a play that allows for the quarterback to make a choice between handing off the ball or keeping the ball and playing as a runner. In that situation, the QB is then marked as a runner, and so he can be tackled like one, which would mean that the hit was legal, and Suggs, as quoted in his post-game interview, was just doing his job. Now, Chip Kelly, the coach of the Eagles, has stated it was definitely not a read option play and just a simple handoff, which would uphold the penalty ruling and make Suggs honestly look pretty nasty. Either way, camps on both sides of the controversy are pretty fired up about the play and the ruling. It was definitely a risk to play Bradford, knowing that he was coming off of injuries. And Suggs is known for playing a little dirtier than most. I have to say, he's one of the most aggressive defensive players in the league. I guess the moral of the story is that it's preseason. 
Clearly, Bradford handed off the ball, and we really think that Suggs could have easily changed direction to avoid Bradford. Let's just try to keep injuries to a minimum during preseason, boys. And speaking of injuries... Yeah, speaking of injuries, let's talk about RG3. He got beat up, and he was a quarterback who faced the turf this week. He was taken down by the Lions defense on six of his eight passing attempts. He even suffered a mild concussion. But then Jay Gruden and the Redskins coaching staff is going to continue playing him, I guess. The weird thing was that he was sacked to the ground several times in his first drive, and then they decided to put him back in for another round of beating. And everyone is just speculating that he's going to get the boot soon. Well, at least you know that he is still going to be in the game. Unfortunately, we can't say that about one certain player. Fantasy team owners were probably pulling out their hair Sunday morning after Jordy Nelson, wide receiver for the Green Bay Packers, was injured during the Steelers game. Reports have said he will be out for the entire season with a right knee injury, which is a pretty big loss for the Packers and fantasy owners everywhere. Yeah, that's definitely not a joke. Cassandra and I were doing some mock drafts the other day because what else could you imagine us doing in our free time when the news broke? I mean, we also had picked Nelson as our number one wide receiver. Yeah, Cassandra read the headline from her phone, and I was truly speechless. This has huge consequences. He's a premier fantasy pick, Rodgers' main target on the offense, and honestly, I think his absence could prevent the Packers from being a Super Bowl team. While I believe it is a huge hit, I believe in the Packers. They are a team that is pretty stable and have good receiver options. And who knows, Devontae Adams could possibly be a great fantasy pick now. Or they could just keep giving the ball to veterans Randall Cobb or Eddie Lacy, who happens to be in our top three running backs for 2015. Yeah, I guess the one positive we can take from preseason is that there were a couple of notable surprises from certain players that could help us mourn the loss of Jordy Nelson. Brandon Cooks might be a viable replacement for fantasy owners. Last week, he caught four passes for 117 yards. One was a 45-yard touchdown. His route running looked awesome in the game, and he smoked two guys in the Patriots secondary, which, you know, they're pretty dominant back there. But one thing we do have to say about this last week relating to the Patriots, we got to talk about Jimmy Garoppolo again, and I just have to personally apologize, Jimmy, we may have judged you too soon. We victimized poor Jimmy and his model face, and I will have to say this week, he looked a lot more calm in the pocket, very poised, had a squirrely first drive, but he locked it up and he completed some really nice passes. Jimmy actually completed 28 of 33 throws for 269 yards and a touchdown this week against the Saints. We have faith in you, Jimmy, so keep up the good work. One team that I was happily surprised with was the Cardinals. They're looking healthier. Carson Palmer is back in the driver's seat. And after having to work with three different quarterbacks last year, the Cardinals offense suffered in the later half of the season. But this year, the veterans are healthy. Carson Palmer completed three of seven passes for 88 yards and a touchdown. John Brown is looking like a good fantasy pick, and the Cardinals also have a lot of new talent, which will hopefully lead to a winning season. Notable rookies for the Cardinals are wide receiver J.J. Nelson and running back sensation David Johnson, who have already impressed. J.J. Nelson caught a 57-yard bomb from Palmer, and he's already fitting in with the rest of the receivers. 
especially John Brown. According to reports, Brown's nickname is Smoke and Nelson's is Fire. Running back David Johnson also had a lot of hype this week for his NFL debut with the Cardinals. He could have sleeper potential and is definitely a running back to watch. But when it comes to fantasy, you're going to want an elite running back. Yes, and our fantasy running backs this year, we have a top three that are pretty impressive. My first pick for our top three, Le'Veon Bell. Despite some off-field issues, Le'Veon still managed to put up ridiculous numbers in fantasy football last year. Everyone traded on him as soon as he was suspended after being charged with a DUI in the offseason, but that was a huge mistake. 2014 was a record year for him. Listen, how was I supposed to know that drugs and alcohol wouldn't hinder his performance? You know, I felt sorry for the guy I traded with. It was an in-the-moment decision and a rookie move, but I'll admit it was a mistake. That guy ended up winning our fantasy league. Yeah, and Bell is out two games again for this year for violating the league's substance abuse policy. But despite that, I'm going to argue that just like last year, he's a guy you might want to use a first-round pick on. Let's just look at his numbers from 2014. He had 1,361 yards on 290 attempts, 8 rushing touchdowns, 854 yards on 83 receptions, and then three receiving touchdowns. Now, all of those numbers are impressive, but it's those last two stats that are the most exciting for Bell because he is definitively the best pass-catching running back in the entire league. Sure, Le'Veon is going to miss two games in September, just like last year, but he did a lot with 14 weeks of play in 2014, and he's going to do it again and maybe even better this year. Le'Veon is all right, but one of my favorites in the top three is Eddie Lacy. Eddie Lacy is definitely one of the best running backs right now. In terms of fantasy, his value will also increase because of Jordy Nelson's injury. The Packers might choose to give the ball to Lacy more often, which means more opportunities for fantasy points. And one of the biggest reasons is he's dependable. Out of 35 games in the past two seasons, He has played in 34 of them. The more games you play, the more points. What makes Eddie Lacy so dangerous, though, is his build. He's able to break tackles and run through the defense. He's had a top five finish last year for fantasy points, and he's only getting better. Yeah, Eddie Lacy is probably one of my favorite running backs to watch because he sheds blocks all down the field. And our last pick to round out the top three, though, my favorite of the three, is Jamal Charles. Jamal is the safest pick of these three. He has had no decline in his game, no looming contract issues, and no off-the-field politics. He is as consistent as they come. And you know what? Jamal Charles is a fantasy superstar, netting some of the highest points per touch and coming in first for the running backs last year. And as if that weren't impressive enough, his number of touches decreased by about 100 in 2014. Now, let's not forget that the Chiefs had not a single passing touchdown in 2014. All of them were rushing touchdowns, and a good chunk of them were by Jamal Charles. He had nine last season. Now, maybe that will change this year. Could go up, could go down. But the Chiefs have definitely built their offensive strategy around Jamal. He's not just a running back to break up the passing game. You know, Jamal Charles simply is just money in the fantasy bank. Even computer-controlled Jamal Charles is scary good. I was playing Madden the other day as the Chiefs against the Steelers, and Jamal Charles just took the ball and ran it in for an 80-yard touchdown. I wasn't even controlling him. I mean, 
All running backs are important to the success of your fantasy team, and knowing when to pick them will make a difference. First-tier running backs need to be picked as soon as possible. I say within the first four rounds, even though there's quite a few running backs, there's only a smaller pool of real fantasy producers. The fact is that running backs are one of the two most important positions in fantasy football. These guys will represent the majority of your points throughout the week. Their performance will define the way that your team stacks up. The earlier you pick a consistent, point-making running back, the better. Then you won't have to worry about a top, getting a top-tier quarterback if you secure one of those elite running backs. And you know, sometimes choosing a first-round running back isn't the best strategy, though. The wide receivers are also important to consider when doing your fantasy draft, and there are even less of them. But you also have three options at the wide receiver position, so you can make up some points that a later round RB might not give up. And running backs really get smashed every game. It's just a part of the position. So you have to trust and hope and pray that your main guy is going to stay healthy. And, you know, maybe it's not the worst thing to take a lower tier back who gets less touches. Less touches means less contact and lower injury risk, which means potentially more weeks playing. Now, there are certain players that you still can sleep on later in the draft that are going to make a big impact. And my sleeper pick for the 2015 season for running backs is Jeremy Hill. Hill is in his second year with the Bengals, and I think he's going to have a career-launching performance this year. As a rookie in 2014, Jeremy Hill ranked and tied for 12th among running backs for fantasy points per game. Despite that, he was mostly overlooked last season. This year, we know the Bengals are going to rely on their run game because Andy Dalton, a.k.a. the ginger, is not the most reliable passer. And Hill honestly looks a lot better than Giovanni Bernard right now. As of now, he's outside the top 10 rankings for running backs going into the season. But honestly, I would not be surprised if he surges into the top five by the end of it. He is not a pick you're going to want to pass up on. I think Jeremy Hill will do pretty well. But my sleeper pick is David Johnson, rookie running back for the Cardinals. And I have to be completely honest with you, I had no idea who David Johnson was before this week. And he played against the Chargers, and he ran 66 yards over 13 carries, which is a little bit more than 5 yards per carry. And he also had 2 catches for 15 yards. Definitely not a bad start for a rookie. While he did struggle during his first few plays, he got it together after talking and I'm assuming a little yelling with coach Bruce Arians. Johnson is fast and aggressive, which are two big assets that a running back needs. We think that Johnson could have a big season and could be a great late fantasy pick. If Johnson continues to play like he did, Andre Ellington could be sharing more of the running back role than anticipated, which is why Ellington is on our avoid list. While Ellington did have one 11-yard run this week, he also dropped a few catches. He is also coming off an injury, and coach Bruce Arians was not happy about his running back's performance lately. So, so much so that he signed former Jets running back Chris Johnson. The Cardinals have a lot of running back options now, especially with rookie David Johnson gaining speed during preseason. Ellington might be a good fantasy pick if he's still available in later rounds, like round 8 or later, but there are better early running back picks that you may feel more confident about. Yeah, and my avoid pick for this 2015 season, it's going to be the running back LeGarrette Blunt for the Patriots. 
Now, last year, LeGarrette was one of the key players that led to the Patriots' success. Occasionally, you would see that Belichick and Brady could rely on Blunt to ease some pressure from the passing game, but I don't think this year will match. Blunt is not looking like the Patriots' starting guy. With the offseason addition, Jonas Gray to the running back position, who has shown very nice production in his first two preseason games, Blunt has not as much job security. In fact, because Blunt is sitting out week one and they're playing Gray, if Gray does a decent job, they might just keep him on. Now, LeGarrette Blunt is not a bad player, but his talent is for sure overshadowed by the Patriots' pass offense. He's just not consistent enough, and with competition with Jonas Gray, I think it's going to be pretty hard for him to get consistent touches this season. Now, while these backs are nearing a lull in their careers, there are a couple of running backs that I think have a ton of potential for 2015. My breakout selection for this year in fantasy, it's going to be C.J. Spiller. Now, C.J. Spiller was a disappointment for the past two years during his time with the Bills, but then he left Buffalo for New Orleans, and I think that he's done disappointing. He's going to have a breakout year. Injury sidelined Spiller for a lot of 2014, but in his rookie year, he broke 1,200 yards, which was a huge spark for the Bills' offense. Now with the Saints, I think Sean Payton can rebuild Spiller's confidence and his game. Since Darren Sproles left the Saints for the Eagles, Spiller will likely be the guy to fill Sproles' shoes. Because of the way the Saints are revamping their offense, he's likely going to take many snaps from the backfield, as well as be expected to catch passes. I think he has some high potential as a fantasy pick this year. The Saints have some great running backs, but my breakout pick is Frank Gore. Frank Gore was a beast on the 49ers team at the end of the season, but I think he'll be an even better running back on the Colts. Let's be honest, there's no comparison between Kaepernick and Luck. The Colts just have a more stable offense right now. Coach Chuck Pagano has even stated he believes Gore will be the type of running back to play all three downs. Gore is basically going to be the workhorse, but more importantly, I think he'll surpass what he did last year. Overall, I believe Gore just needed to change teams to unlock his potential. One player who switched teams and is still not having a good time, my gamble pick for 2015, LaShawn McCoy. And I'll admit it, I was on the LaShawn McCoy bandwagon last year. I even picked him as my first round pick for my fantasy team. I was super hyped, ready to dominate my league, but my dreams were crushed. All of the buzz was for nothing. After being touted as the future leading rusher in 2014, he placed 20th in fantasy points for running backs last year. And I think he's going to be just as lukewarm this year. He was traded to the Bills, and he's been having a rough time bouncing back from a hamstring injury. I think it's going to be a rebuilding year for LaShawn, and I don't think that he's going to continue having a bad career. I'm sure that he'll make a comeback, but... Next year and this year, he is not close to fighting for him. He's not a bad late pick, but don't make him your primary running back this season. My gamble pick for this year is going to have to be Reggie Bush. Reggie Bush was traded to the 49ers after being with the Lions for two years. Last year, Bush only ran 297 yards with an average of 3.9 yards per carry. Those weren't very good stats. Also, the 49ers are in this weird transition period. They just got a new coach. Kaepernick has had a lot of issues with the media during offseason. 
And Reggie also has to compete with a couple of other decent running backs in Carlos Hyde and Jared Hayne. Bush is definitely going to be a gamble pick and shouldn't be chosen in your draft before the 8th or ninth pick. Maybe he just needs some more Kardashian in his life to be inspired again. I feel like his best years were with Kim. Yeah, Kim, you know, she loved him, and then she dumped him, broke his heart, and then he got traded to the Lions. Yeah, in his personal life and in his career, he hasn't done very well so far. Maybe you're going to change it around, but one running back that has had a consistent career is Mark Ingram. Ingram is the running back for the Saints and is fighting for his spot with two other backs, C.J. Spiller and Kerry Robinson, but Ingram is a pretty versatile running back. He can run those balls on the ground and break through a line of defense, but can also catch a 20-yard pass down the field. Against the Patriots this week, he went 3-for-3 on receptions for 45 yards. And now, since Kenny Stills and Jimmy Graham are gone from the Saints, Ingram's fantasy value might be better than expected. I mean, if he adds more receptions this season, and you look at last year's stats with almost 1,000 yards and 9 touchdowns, he's going to be a great fantasy pick. Yeah, I really do actually like Ingram a lot. But I have to say, my pick who edges him out is going to be Matt Forte. Matt Forte has been in the league for seven years and has been a rushing leader for the Bears pretty much every single one of those years. Five for seven, he's run for a thousand plus yards. He's a true veteran, but don't be fooled by his age. With new Bears head coach John Fox, who definitely made great use of running backs in Denver last year, will look to Forte when the offense can't get the job done through the air, which makes Matt Forte a reliable and consistent pick. He's been the cornerstone of the Bears' offense, and I don't think that's changing anytime soon. On top of his ability to power run, Forte is another back that is really known for his great hands and ability to be a clutch receiver for the Bears' offense. Listen, if you can't get one of your t- our top three, Forte, definitely your next best choice. So overall, when you pick your running back this season, just remember, don't wait to choose him in the mid to late rounds. Go with the power picks and go with the guy that is going to get those carries. He's going to get yards and he will make sure you get points. With that, it's time for the ruling from the booth. I'm going to ask Jessica here to make some tough running back choices. Oh boy. So let's set the scene. You're drafting your fantasy team. There's 45 seconds on the clock and you still haven't picked your running back yet. Who are you going to choose? Eddie Lacy or Marshawn Lynch? Eddie Lacy. DeMarco Murray or Ryan Matthews? DeMarco Murray. Justin Forsett or Mark Ingram? Mark Ingram. Todd Gurley or Amir Abdullah? Amir Abdullah. Adrian Peterson or Jamal Charles? Jamal Charles all the way. All right. All right. The ruling on the field stands. Jessica's running back choices are actually exactly what I would have picked. So great job. Oh, thank you so much, Cassandra. But... That was strategy, so you don't know who I'm actually picking in our draft because I'm going to beat you. Uh, no, you're not. Yeah, I'm definitely going to beat you. You're definitely not, and that's the end of our show. This is the Booth Review. (sighs) I guess we'll see you next week. 